This Finding Hidden Treasure mini-sode is a production of the Restoring the Core Initiative. This mini-sode centers on a reading from A.W. Tozer's book, That Incredible Christian, concerning the futility of regret. I'm indebted to Tim Challies and his website, challies.com, for bringing this excerpt to my attention. The following is that excerpt. The essence of legalism is self-atonement. The seeker tries to make himself acceptable to God by some act of restitution, or by self-punishment, or the feeling of regret. The desire to be pleasing God is commendable, certainly, but the effort to please God by self-effort is not, for it assumes that sin, once done, may be undone, an assumption wholly false. Long after we have learned from the scriptures that we cannot, by fasting or the wearing of a hair shirt or the making of many prayers, atone for the sins of the soul, we still tend by a kind of pernicious natural heresy to feel that we can please God and purify our souls by the penance of perpetual regret. This latter is the Protestant's unacknowledged penance. Though he claims to believe in the doctrine of justification by faith, he still secretly feels that what he calls godly sorrow will make him dear to God. Though he may know better, he is caught in the web of a wrong religious feeling and betrayed. There is indeed a godly sorrow that worketh repentance. See 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10. And it must be acknowledged that among us Christians, this feeling is often not present in sufficient strength to work real repentance. But the persistence of this sorrow till it becomes chronic regret is neither right nor good. Regret is a kind of frustrated repentance that has not been quite consummated. Once the soul has turned from all sin and committed itself wholly to God, there is no longer any legitimate place for regret. When moral innocence has been restored by the forgiving love of God, the guilt may be remembered, but the sting is gone from the memory. The forgiven man knows that he has sinned, but he no longer feels it. The effort to be forgiven by works is one that can never be completed because no one knows or can know how much is enough to cancel out the offense. So, the seeker must go on year after year, paying on his moral debt, here a little, there a little, knowing that he sometimes adds to his bill much more than he pays. The task of keeping books on such a transaction can never end, and the seeker can only hope that when the last entry is made, he may be ahead and the account fully paid. This is quite the popular belief, this forgiveness by self-effort, but it is a natural heresy and can at last only betray those who depend upon it. It may be argued that the absence of regret indicates a low and inadequate view of sin, but the exact opposite is true. Sin is so frightful, so destructive to the soul, that no human thought or act can in any degree diminish its lethal effects. Only God can deal with it successfully. Only the blood of Christ can cleanse it from the pores of the spirit. The heart that has been delivered from this dread enemy feels not regret, but wondrous relief and unceasing gratitude. The returned prodigal honors his father more by rejoicing than by repining. Had the young man in the story had less faith in his father, he might have mourned in a corner instead of joining in the festivities. His confidence in the loving kindness of his father gave him the courage to forget his checkered past. Regret may be no more than a form of self-love. A man may have such a high regard for himself that any failure to live up to his own image of himself disappoints him deeply. He feels that he has betrayed his better self by his act of wrongdoing, and even if God is willing to forgive him, he will not forgive himself. 
Sin brings to such a man a painful loss of face that is not soon forgotten. He becomes permanently angry with himself and tries to punish himself by going to God frequently with petulant self-accusations. This state of mind crystallizes finally into a feeling of chronic regret, which appears to be a proof of deep penitence, but is actually proof of deep self-love. Regret for a sinful past will remain until we truly believe that for us in Christ that sinful past no longer exists. The man in Christ has only Christ's past, and that is perfect and acceptable to God. In Christ he died, in Christ he rose, and in Christ he is seated within the circle of God's favored ones. He is no longer angry with himself because he is no longer self-regarding, but Christ-regarding. Hence, there is no place for regret. This mini-sode is a production of the Restoring the Core Initiative. Like us on Facebook at Restoring the Core. Email your comments to us at mail at restoringthecore.com. Thank you for listening.